All right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. In time, Global Late Ministry. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I'm going on down there and to Atlanta, Georgia on Block Talk Radio. Come on in. Come on in. Give me your ears. Got some good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. And that is the gospel. The gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's on his way back to earth. Earth is going to get a visitor pretty soon. Earth is going to get a visitor from pretty soon, and that is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming from heaven. Amen. He's coming from heaven. Remember that. Amen. Because before Jesus Christ do come, there is an Antichrist on his way. He's already on earth. And he's waiting for the Pacific time in which he will arrive in Jerusalem. He will come out of Madrid, Spain. That's where the Antichrist is today. Oh, now I know what you're thinking. The man has gone crazy. Amen. But the Antichrist is here on earth, my friends. Don't you let nobody fool you. He's ready. And the reason why he's ready, because all our political world, our religious world, our economical world is crumbling. You know why I say religious world? Because religion is corrupt. The world religions are corrupt, and they are falling every day, every denomination. And denomination is not salvation. Denomination is a name of a, a church name, that people have labeled as being the church. And what I am saying, denomination is not all bad and it's not all good. But a lot of people think because they belong to a denomination that they are ready for heaven. But denomination cannot get you to heaven. Religion cannot get you to heaven. Denomination can't get you to heaven. Because it is not what God recommends. God recommends that you have, what? listen to me now, that you have a personal, divine relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way that a man can get back to God. Because when Christ was here, when Christ was here on earth 2,000 years ago, he told the Pharisees, the Sadducees, he told the world, I am the way. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. No man can get to the Father but by him. So if you want to go to heaven, if you want to be saved, if you want a new life, if you want to be redeemed, you've got to come by the cross because Jesus Christ is the only one that died on the cross and came back to life after he died. He came back to life on his own. He resurrected himself. God Almighty the Father, God Almighty the Son, and God Almighty the Holy Ghost, all three are one. They are co-equal. They are not split apart. They can't split. God cannot be split. Jesus Christ said, I and the Father are one, one. 
and says, I and the Father means that Jesus Christ is one. That means there's one God. There's only one way to go to heaven. There's only one way to approach God. And the Bible says, without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God, for you must believe that he is and that he's rewarded to diligently seek him. So religions and church denominations is not going to be able to go to heaven. Those are the ones, only ones that's going to be able to go to heaven that's in those churches are the ones that have been redeemed. Those that have been what? Born again. Born again. Not of water, not of the flesh, but by the spirit. And the only way you could be born again by the spirit of God is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The scripture says, without the shedding of blood, without the shedding of blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Man cannot be forgiven unless, unless, oh, listen, unless God himself became man, Jesus Christ, unless Christ died and rose again. The only way you can get to heaven is through him, for he is the way the truth, and the life. This is Elder Jeebus. I'm coming to you from Watchmen on the Wall. Amen. It is exactly uh, about five after five or ten after five. I want to let you know that we will be talking about this Antichrist this, this afternoon, let you know that he is here on earth. And we see that our political world is crushing. Our, our, our political world, the politician are crumbling. They are crumbling. They are divided. They are they 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 are uh, mostly. Ooh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The president of the United States is not running this country. Satanic powers. Let's see what the Bible says about Satan. Let's see what the Bible says about Satan running the world. Let's see what he says. What the Bible says. That what Satan is doing. I'm, I'm talking about the devil now. I'm talking about Lucifer. I'm talking about fallen fallen angels that have fell to the earth. And they are now the prince power of the air. They're working in the children of disobedience. We will find in the book of Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Let's see. This is First Corinthians. Amen. Let's see. First Corinthians, let's go to the Second Corinthians four and one. See what it says in God's word. Praise God, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Just before I find this year, I want you to bow your heads in prayer. Amen. And we're gonna pray first and then we're gonna get into this word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We ask you in the name of Jesus, use my lips of clay that I may break the word of life, that I may rightly divide the word of truth that needeth not to be ashamed before God or before man. And let the world know that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. In the fourth, in the second book of Corinthians, in the second book of Corinthians, let's see he rules the world now. We know God is the root of the universe. But when man fell in the Garden of Eden, Satan took over and cut mankind from God. He cut him off. Man 
was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He was born cut off from God. Every man that's born in the planet today, every every baby, every teenager, every old person, every young person was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. My mother conceived me. In other words, I was born not without God, but I was born not knowing God because God has planted in the spirit of man and gave him a radar to let him know that there is a true living God already. So when a baby is born, a child is born, or anybody is born, they know there's a God. They are, it's already in their spirit. And so, But the, what they got to do is get the right one because the devil wants to turn you away from the true God and give you some old false gods. Now listen to what it says in the book of 2 Corinthians 4th chapter. It says, therefore, this is Apostle Paul breaking it down for us. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, dishonest, honesty, not walking in craftiness, handling the word of God, or handling the word of God deceitfully by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man conscious in the sight of God. For if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. You hear that? If the gospel be hid, it is hidden, it is hid to them that are lost. I'll read that one more time. If the gospel is hid, Meaning, Christ and him crucified. Listen, what's the gospel? The gospel is Christ and him crucified. Crucified. Jesus was crucified. And if our gospel be hidden, it's hidden from the crucified Christ. It is hidden to them that are lost because they will not accept the message of the cross. The word of God says, if you don't receive the message of the cross, the gospel is hidden from you. You have no idea what's going on in the world today if the cross is hidden from you. If you reject the cross, you will never, 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 never come to the realization that when Jesus Christ died, that was the whole point of Christ dying because when he died, he died for your sins. He died for your unbelief. He died for your lying. He died for your backbite. He died for your your hellish spirit that men are born with because when you're born, you're born crooked. You're born backwards. You're born upside down. The reason why, because Satan, ooh, Satan has twisted mankind into believing that there's no God, and then they say, he says, if there is a God, why don't he do something? Well, God is doing something. What did he do? He was crucified. That's what he done. He was crucified, nailed to a cross 2,000 years ago, paid the penalty for sin, death, hell, and the grave. He's been gone for 2,000 years. 2,000 years, Jesus Christ ooh, left this earth. And ever since then, they tell me it's been 2,000 years, that long a time. And guess what? The 2,000 years are up. It's up. It's done. Why? Because we're living in the last days. We're living in a time just before the return of Jesus Christ. 
But before Jesus Christ comes back to the earth, I want to announce to you, those that's listening, that the Antichrist is here on the earth, full grown, full grown. I know his name. I know uh, 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 where it's found in the Bible. I know where it's at found in the Bible. It's in the, and if it ain't in the Bible, ooh, then I'm lying. Amen. It's in there. And if I'm telling you it's in there, if I'm telling you it's not in there, then let me tell you, I'm the liars of all liars. I'm a liar between whew, the gunshot. I'm a liar. Why? Because the Bible says that he did come, he did die, he came back from the grave, and Jesus Christ is God Almighty all by himself, and he's coming back just before he come back, the great Antichrist, woo, Satan's plan, Satan's plan. Satan's going to come back and try to replace God Almighty on the earth. He couldn't get nothing in heaven. God cast him out. God rebuked him. God booted him out. Ever since there, he's been the prince power of the air, and now he's coming back. He knows the last days are here. The last days are here. How do I know the last days are here? Well, we'll get into that later, but I want to get this here. The fourth verse says, the fourth verse in 2 Corinthians says this, in whom the God of this world, small g, small g, you see that? In whom the God of this world, this age, Who's the God of this age? Satan. Satan is the God of this age. He rules mankind now. He rules mankind because he's in the hand of Satan. Man is in the hand of Satan. Everything that's done today, the wickedness that you see on the face of the earth, is done through Satan because Wickedness comes from Satan. Righteousness comes from Jesus Christ, for he is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. So there's a battle going on between Satan and Jesus Christ. And who is winning? Jesus Christ is winning. Satan is losing every day. He thinks he's winning, and people who are serving him think they're winning. But the Bible tells me what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? And men today are selling their souls to Satan. Every day somebody is selling out. They're selling their money. They're selling, their, they're selling everything. Anything they get their hand on, they're selling it, and they're worshiping Satan because he's the God of this world. And he said, a willful blindness, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the message of the cross, who is the image of God, who alone is the image of God, should shine unto them. You see, Satan is hindering people from coming to the cross. He's got all kinds of gods that men are worshiping today. But there's a time coming when the final showdown will come forth. Well, the showdown is here. The man is of sin is on the earth. The man of sin is is on the earth. The Antichrist is on the earth, and he cannot come. He cannot come now, but he's here. And there's nothing nobody can do about it. It's already fixed. The Bible says in the last days false prophets will come, and this is one of the greatest false prophets that will ever strike this earth. You can take all the false prophets today and put them together. You can take all the dictators, all the totalitarianism. You can take them all put together. 
and compound them in one man. And this man that's coming on the scene, he's not a he, huh, he wouldn't even be a he wouldn't be a thought because the devil is going to be what the devil going to be incarnated. Now incarnated means that he will become human. Satan will incarnate himself in this antichrist. This antichrist is a man. He's a king. He's a priest. And he's the king of what? He's the king of Spain right now. He is ruling in Spain. He's found in Madrid, Spain. His name, his name on the list. You ain't going to believe this, but this is Bible. And preachers are not preaching it today. They are not explaining it to people that after the rapture, after the rapture, this man will come on the scene. When he come in on the scene, he's going to have all power in wickedness. He's going to be the greatest deceiver that ever struck this earth. He's going to be the, the destroyer. He's going to be the murderer. He's going to be the one that congealed into this one-world government because there's a one-world government, there's a one-world religion, there's a one-world political system, there's a one-world economical system, and the world is going to conjure to come together under the influence of this one man. This one man is named King Felipe. King Felipe, King of Spain. How do I know this? How do I know? It's in the word of God. And it's in the word of God found in the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. Amen. Seventh chapter. Let's see if we can get Daniel for you. Amen. We're going to read some stuff for you. Amen. Out of God's beautiful word because he's surely, he's surely explaining it to you right here. Amen. Praise God. We will find that in the seventh chapter the 21st, uh, 7.24 of the book of Daniel. We see that Daniel, Daniel in the book of seven seven fifteen. let's go to 7 chapter 15 verse. There's a whole lot in the book of Daniel, but we're going we're gonna to do it with this year uh, 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 horn. That Daniel's talking about. And it says, and it says, and I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body. And the vision of my head troubled me. And I came near unto one of them who stood by and asked him the truth of this. So he told me and made me to know the inter- interpretation. This means that one of them who stood by refers to a countless number who are standing before the throne of God. Possibly this was Gabriel. However, we have no proof. These great beasts, which are four kings, which shall arise up out of the earth. The four kings, listen, the four kings, these are the four kings now. The four kings are stated Babylon, the Media Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, which shall rise up out of the earth, simply simply means that they are of the people of man and therefore not of God. The kingdom, the kingdom 
is of God and from God, consequently, will last forever. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom for even ever and even forever and ever. You see, there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and there's the kingdoms of the world. The kingdoms of the world is known in the Bible, is known as the Egyptian Empire, the Assyrian Empire, the, Media, the Babylonian Empire, the Median Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and the Roman Empire. All these kingdoms have came and gone. But these kingdoms still exist in the, still exist in the spiritual realm, which these spiritual realms, these entities, these demons, these devils, these fallen angels are getting ready to conjure up these, this kingdom and bring them back into power. And when they get into power, they will control the whole world through the Antichrist. The Antichrist will become incarnated by Satan himself, and they will rule the kingdoms of the world under the influence of the Antichrist. Now, it says, then I will know the truth of the fourth beast was diverse from all the other beasts, exceedingly dreadful whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue of his feet. The fourth beast, represented as stated as a symbol of the Roman Empire, the the fourth of the fourth kingdom in succession, and mentioned by name only in the New Testament. And his nails of brass, presents something added which is not mentioned in the scripture in the verse of 7 and 8. They symbolize the Grecian Empire, elements of the image. This means that the Antichrist will have characteristics of both the Roman Empire and the ancient Grecian Empire. In other words, he will be conjured together and composed up into one man, and he will have the power of the old Roman Empire in the, under, under the influence of these four other Roman uh, uh, empires that's up on the earth, which is the modern-day term called the New World Order. The New World Order is a revise of the old world order under the influence of the ancient Roman Empire, the ancient Grecian Empire, the ancient uh, Egyptian Empire, the Assyrian Empire, they would be congealed together in one man, and he would have control of what? The religious world, the political world, the economical world, everything would be under his influence, and he would control it through one man, through these nations. Listen to what it said. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellow. Lord, have mercy. Do you realize what it's saying? It's saying that the Roman Empire would be revised, would be revised under the influence of the same spirits that had to do with the fallen empires, and they were conjured together of ten horns. The ten horns represent 
Now listen to this. This is Bible now. It represents the revive of the Roman Empire. It represents the revive of the Roman Empire. When did the Roman Empire was revived? In 1948. In 1948. 1948, the Roman Empire was revived, the same year in which Israel became a nation, the same year in which the World Councils of Churches started. And these ten horns represent, now listen to this, modern-day term, modern-day term, NATO. NATO represents the ten horns because the ten horns are ten European common market nations that was conjured together since 1948. Eight, and now they're in full blossom, and now after Daniel saw what? He saw these ten horns. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellow. Now, this horn that had eyes and spoke great things with his mouth represents the Antichrist because this, this 11th horn represents the one that's going to take control of the other 10 horns. These other 10 horns represent the 10 horns that came up before the final horn came up that's called the 11th horn. And I beheld the same horn made war with the saints. So this here horn that came up the eleventh horn is going to make what? Woo! Going to make war with the saints. The saints here are not the church. Now listen, the saints here is not the church. The church will be removed. Listen, the church will be removed from this planet, and the church is the church of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the one that Jesus Christ purchased with His own blood the one that shed and died, the one that was whipped 39 times and hung on a tree for not for six hours, the one that dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder, the one that they took off the cross and laid him in the tomb, the one that laid in the tomb for three days and three nights, the one that got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand, and then when he went back to heaven, he stayed up on earth 40 days and 40 nights, to prove to the world that he was the one that was resurrected by the power of God on his own power, and he ascended back into the heaven, and he told the disciples to go back down in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, for he shall send you some power from on high, and you shall be a witness for me, and you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and you will be a witness for me to the utmost parts of the earth. He said, I'm going away, and when I go away, I'm going to send you some power back. That was the church there. That was the church right there. And the church has been on the earth for 2,000 years. The church has been on the earth for 2,000 years. And since it's been on the church, on the earth for 2,000 years, we're living now in the last, listen, the last church age. The last church age would be the worst church age ever known to human history. Why? Because people are not, woo, receiving Christ. They're going off a hypocritical 
uh, 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 relationship with Jesus. They call themselves knowing God, but they don't know God because they're doing the same thing they're doing yesterday. There has not been a redemptive plan in their soul. They have not been chained. They're going off of what? They're going off of mouth service, but their hearts is far from them. They have, they have the they have the form of godliness, but they don't have no power. What what condition would the world be in before Christ comes? Let's see what Matthew said. Matthew said in the 24th verse. No, let's go to 2 Timothy. Amen. Timothy. In the book of Timothy, we will find these words. Amen. Praise God. Look here. Look here. Let's go to the third chapter. Third chapter of Second Timothy. Third chapter. Third chapter. Here we go. Third chapter. The apostasy that shall come upon the face of the earth in the last days will be in this category. Apostle Paul said, in the last days, perilous times shall come. This speaks of the dangerous time which Christians living just before just before the rapture will encounter. For men, those who call, call themselves Christians, for men, those that call themselves Christians shall be lovers of their own selves, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontentment, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof. That's what's going on in the world today. We have a lot of people saying that they're children of God, saying that they have been born again, saying that they are saved, but they have this kind of nature of being without natural affection and truth breakers and false accusers and contentment. They will be they will be loose folks. They will have a form of godliness, but they won't have no power. This is what Satan is drawing up now. This is what the, the, the beast is going to take over. And we find in the book of Daniel, it says these ten horns are the ones that's going to form what? The one world church. The one world church. And the one world church will be consistent of religions and denominations. Because if you're in a denomination, that don't mean you saved. I was raised in the Baptist. They call it the Baptist faith, but the, the Baptist faith, the Baptists don't have no faith. The faith is in Jesus Christ. I was raised in the Baptist church. And the Baptist church, my dad was a Baptist preacher, and he preached the word of God. He preached it from Genesis to the Revelation. He preached holiness. He preached righteousness. He preached the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He preached the word of God in and out, in season, out of season. And when the Lord called me to preach the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he sanctified my soul and told me to preach the whole Bible, 
Don't let up. Why? Because there's no time to be trying to twist God's word and make it something that's not there. And so what I'm saying, because you're in a denomination, that don't mean you're going to heaven. That don't mean you stay. That don't mean you sanctify. That don't mean you justify. The only way you can be justified is by faith. The only way you can be sanctified is by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you have not been saved, if you have not been saved, by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're not sanctified. The only thing can sanctify you is the blood of Christ. The only thing can sanctify you is the blood of Christ. Don't believe nobody what they say until you get into the word of God. Because by faith, you are saved, not by works. Least any man should boast. Why? Because it's the grace of God through faith, that you are saved today if you are saved. But if you are not saved, you need to get saved today. You need to quit, to, quit having a form of godliness and, and, and start living for Christ. Because let me tell you something. If you've been born again, if you've been sanctified, if you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, there's one thing you will always attain. You can always know if you've been born again, the Bible says you know that you'll pass from death to life because you love the brethren. You love the brethren. You love people. You love the drunkard. You love the liar. You don't love what they do. You don't love what they, what, 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 how they live. You don't love that. But you love their souls because their souls is precious in the eyesight of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And they tell me, when you come to Christ, there's a change in your life, 110%. Because the Bible says, if a man say he loved God and hate his brother, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. So what are we living in? We're living in the last days. We got over 3,000 different kinds of religions. Religions. And some religions try to carry the name of Christ, but they don't know Christ. Some people try to carry the name of Christianity, but they don't know what Christianity is until they come to acknowledge Jesus Christ. We've got all these churches in America, in foreign land. we got all these churches, and only God Almighty knows who exactly the ones that belong to him. And he knows those that have accepted him as Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to name at least 30 churches right now, and, 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 and some of them are, is an occult. In other words, they're worshiping Satan, calling themselves worshiping God, or calling themselves establish their own religion, or calling themselves that they got their own heaven, they got their own doctrines, they got the doctrines that don't come from the Bible, they believe everything that they say themselves, but they won't believe in the word of God. And here are some of the churches that you have heard of. You got the atheist country. You got the atheist churches. People who don't believe in God, they call themselves if they don't believe in God, but yet still, before they leave this planet, I guarantee you they're going to find out what they really are. You got atheists that don't believe in God. We got the New Age Movement Church. We got the Buddha Church. We got Judaism, which is a religion in the Old Testament, was instituted by God through the Jewish people to offer sacrifices and animals. For, for, for the atonement of their sin, because in the Old Testament, the only thing they had for a blood atonement was animals. And these animals, known as sheep, goats, turtle doves, 
uh, 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 bullrocks, bull uh, heifers, they will offer them for blood as a covering for their sin until Jesus Christ comes, because when Jesus Christ comes, he eliminated all that killing of the animals and worshiping in the temple. He, he did that by the cross, because when Christ died, that was the ultimate sacrifice for the whole human race, and the whole human race got to come to Jesus Christ if they expect to see Jesus, if they expect to go to heaven, if they expect to leave this whole world behind. The only way you can get there is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved in the name of Jesus. He says uh, Jesus Christ mm, is the only one in the book of Acts 4 and 12, for we know no other name given under heaven where men can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Because let me tell you something, Buddha can't save you, and Shintoism can't save you, and they tell me Mormonism can't save you, unity can't save you, Satanism and Taoism and the Lutheran can't save you, Christian science can't save you, Jehovah Witness can't save you, Nazarene can't save you, Islam can't save you. Methodists can't save you. Fashionism can't save you. Catholic can't save you. Non-denom can't save you. Church of God can't save you. Baptist can't save you. KKK can't save you. Nazism can't save you. Armstrong can't save you. Voodoo can't save you. Witchcraft can't save you. Lisbon and homosexuality can't save you. Apostolic can't save you. Church of God in Christ can't save you. Confucianism can't save you. Humanism can't save you. And there's over 2,000, there's over at least 5,000 more religions that men have spread over the earth because Satan, one thing he does not like, one thing he does not like, he does not like what Jesus Christ done. No, he didn't want him to come down here. He didn't want him to die, but he knew if he didn't kill him, he said, um, uh, if I kill him, uh, I can get rid of him. That's why Christ died, because Satan knew that he was the one. He knew who he was, and he said, I done, I done took everybody else, and I helped him in the grave, but if I can hold him in the grave, I got the whole human race, because Satan wants to destroy. He wants to destroy the whole human race that God put up on the earth, because when God said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And let me tell you, Jesus Christ has been building this church ever since the day of Pentecost. And God has been saving, 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 saving soul. That's the only way he can <clears throat> save your soul is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So what, what, what you're saying, Brother Bazaar? I'm saying there's only one way to get to heaven. I'm saying if you don't repent of your sins, and you do not come to Christ, and you die without Christ, and you die without the plan of salvation, if you leave this world rejecting Christ and ignoring salvation, you will not escape the damnations of hell because hell is real, hell is authentic, hell is long, hell is hot, hell is a place where people will regret that they ever was born because let me tell you something. Ain't nowhere in the Bible where it says sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. It will never, 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 never enter the Ooh, you hear what I said? It won't enter in. 
And a lot of people say, well, I'm good. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't lie. I don't steal. I don't run around. I don't mess with whores. I don't, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not an adulterer. I don't do this and I don't do that. Well, you can be the most wonderful person in the world. You can be the most beautiful person in the world. You can be the most serene and, and, and you, 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 don't, you don't like to do evil things, but one thing that you lack, and that's lack believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. No man, no woman, nobody will ever enter the kingdom of God without being washed in the blood of the Lamb. You've got to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. I told you once before, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. I'm telling you right now, the Antichrist that I'm talking about is found in the book of Daniel. We see the ten horns. We see the ten horns that was mentioned in the book of Daniel. What we saw in Daniel was the Antichrist with the horns and these horns represent the European common market and since they represent the European common market we will find out that Jesus Christ is the one that will give us the insight give us the picture of these horns that were in the Old Testament it gives us these horns and we find out in 1948 as I said these horns was formed in 48, and from 48 all the way up to 1981. 1981. Listen to this, what I got to say. From 1948 to 1981, we have 1948, three nations came in in 1948, and that is Netherlands, the Belgium, and Luxembourg. Luxembourg, and we will find in Netherlands is where World War One and World War Two started. 1948 in Belgium, 1948 with the Battle of the Bulge. 1948, we have Luxembourg is the, is the world computer. World computer started in Luxembourg, the computer chip, the UPC, Uni, Uni, Universal Product Code. That's the mark of the beast. That's where that started at. And then in 1952, 1952, West Germany, West Germany came in. 1952, no, France came in. These are the countries where all world dictators came from. From West Germany came Hitler. From France came Napoleon. And from France came the guillotine. 1952, 
came. In 1952, Italy came in. I'll go over these again so you can look them up in your World Botanica or, 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 or go to your library, and you can find these countries that came in at a certain time. So we got the first, first three came in was what? Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg. And West Germany came in in 52. France came in in 52. And Italy came in in 52. And out of these countries came Adolf Hitler. Out of France came Napoleon. Out of Italy came Benito. Mussolini came out of what? Came out of Italy. So there's six. From 1948 to 52, six came. The next three. The next three came Denmark. That's what the World Bank is. And Britain came in 1973. Churchill came out of Britain. And 1973, Ireland came in in 1973. That made nine. That made nine countries came in. We got one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And Greece was the tenth nation that came in. Greece was the tenth nation. Now, I got this. These are the ten horns of the book of Daniel. This is what Daniel saw 2,600 years ago. When Daniel said this, it mystified him. He couldn't understand it, but the angels came down and expressed exactly what it was all about. He was making a prophecy 2,600 years before it came, and when it came, it came in 1948, and in 1948, listen, three things happened in 1948. Get it, get it, get it. Here it is. Israel became a nation for the first time over 2,600 years, and from 1948 until 2023, Israel has been a nation for 75 years, and now she's in the land flowing with milk and honey. She's rebuilding Jerusalem, but yet still Jerusalem has been ransacked by the Palestinians because the Palestinians do not want the Jews in the land. The devil is trying to get rid of the Jewish people, get rid of the Bible, get rid of everything that concerns to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was a Jew. He came to his own, and his own received him not, but as many received him, he gave them power, become the sons of God, and now the church is almost getting ready to go because the Jews are going to come back woo, in a powerful way to do their last seven years that God owed them. Now, if you don't understand what I'm saying, I'm saying this. God has dealt with the Jews for 483 years, from 440 B.C. until 30 A.D. At 38D, the Jews rejected Jesus Christ, and the Lord God Almighty cut the Jews off and engrafted the Gentiles. And the Gentiles today, the church is mostly of Gentiles, but there's still Jews in the church, and they will be in the church until the rapture of the church. Because when you become a born-again believer, you're no longer separated. You're all in one. You're all in one body because God got one body, one faith, one baptism, one heaven, one hell. And guess what? The only way you can get through Jesus Christ and get to God Almighty, you got to come by the Jewish Messiah. Ha <laughs> ha! You got to come by Jewish Messiah. 
He came to his own, his own received him not. So we we got nine, and the last the last one came into existence in 1981. That's the ten horns that Daniel saw. Go to your library, to the World Botanica, of the Whitaker Cyclopedia, and you will find this information in the World Cyclopedia because the Bible spoke about it before they could write it woo, in the World Cyclopedia. And they tell me that the whole plan that Daniel saw is in full blossom, is ready to come to naught. Everybody want to know what's going to happen to this election. Everybody want to know what's going to happen. It's going to happen to a point where they tell me that if Trump get it, they say the world is going to hell. If anybody else get it, it's going to hell. Not, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But what's going to happen? The last, the last of the Mohegans. And what I mean by Mohegan, the last opportunity that America has to do to save America is not a president election. The only thing going to save the world. The only thing going to save the. Uh, 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 save the world, and say uh, the United States of America is America has to repent of their sins. She has become trashy. She has become loose. She has become so diabolical. Demons are roaming the land. People are killing one another. People are lying on one another. Adultery is up. Fornication is up. Whoremongering up. Woo! Lesbian is up. Homosexuality, everything is rotten to the core. People don't go to church like they used to anymore. And if they do go, they don't mean them to no good. They got a form of God and no power. And the world today is living in total fear because they don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back. And when he gets ready to come back, he can't come back until what? After the rapture of the church. He's going to rapture the church, and the seven-year tribulation is going to begin. And the tribulation is going to come on the scene with the Antichrist coming on the scene. When the Antichrist comes, he cannot come until after the body of Christ is resurrected. The dead in Christ shall rise. The we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air because to tell me it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So we got these ten nations. We got these 10 European common market nations. It's called NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They have already formed up, and they have formed up to the last horn. The last horn is, is, is the 11th horn. The 11th horn will come up, and when the 11th horn come up, it will come up with eyes and a mouth that will speak great things of the, to, against the Most High. That horn represents this is going to be a human being. This is going to be the, the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is called in the Bible the man of sin, Thessalonians 2 and 3, the son of prediction, Thessalonians 2 and 8, the wicked ones, Thessalonians 2 and 8, the willful king, Daniel eleven thirty six, the beast, 11, 7, 13, the little horn, uh-oh, the little horn, in the book of Daniel, it's called the little horn. And this little horn is going to come up after the other ten horns arrive. And the other ten horns arrive first up to 1981. And the last horn 
of the Ten Horns was arrived in 1981, and that is called Greece. And out of Greece came Alexander the Great. So what I'm trying to tell you, all the world powers, dictators, dictators, men that rule with an iron fist, men that slaughter people by the millions and millions of people have been slaughtered by this demon, these demons and these devils. And the last kingdom that came on the scene was Greece. That was the tenth horn. And after the tenth horn, in 1986, five years later, five years later, another little horn came up. And a lot of people say, well, who was that little horn? According to Daniel, according to the Bible, according to what God has given me through the word of God, the country, the nation that came up as the eleventh horn, there's no other. No other. The Antichrist is not going to come from America. It's not going to come from Greenland. It's not going to come from from South America. It's not going to come from Brazil. It's not going to come from Alabama, Georgia. It ain't coming from nowhere in the United States. It's not coming from Argentina. It's not coming from no, it's not coming from Africa. He's not coming from that area because the Ten Horns is not in that area. The ten horns is represent and come from Western Europe. Western Europe. All your world wars were started in Western Europe. All your dictators came from Western Europe. The Roman Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Grecian Empire, the Media Persian Empire, uh, the Grecian Empire, the Egyptian Empire, all those come from the Middle East. In the last days. The revived Roman Empire has been revived and is waiting for a specific time in which the Antichrist will show up on TV. He will be on the Internet. He will be worldwide. He will come up and he will say, peace, because the world's in the turmoil today. The young baby has been aborted, thrown in, the gun, thrown in trash cans. There are people doing porno. There are people using little girls and raping them and using them for sex slaves, and the government knows about it, but the government won't start and won't do it. And they tell me there's a group of men called the Luciferians. The Luciferians break it down called the Illuminatis. Break it down, you're called Balconet. These are wicked, malignant, fallen angels, demons that's working in the world today, and they're ripping families apart. They're ripping our teenagers apart. They're ripping sometimes to rip our church apart. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Jesus said upon the rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means that the church is indestructible. If you've been born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and you've been changed, changed to the world, Lord, and you can tell the world, I know in a shadow of a doubt, I know my Savior died. Oh, yes, he did 2,000 years ago. I know he got up. 
on the third day morning. I know all power in heaven and earth in his hand. I know I can't be plucked out of God's hand because he said, when you save me, you save me forever. You just didn't save me for a few days. You You just didn't save me for a few hours. When Christ came into my life at the age of nine years old, I confessed Christ with my mouth, and I believed that I was a bad little boy, but yet still I believed that Jesus Christ died for my sins. So, man, I know, I know what I'm talking about, and he has kept me down through the ages. I am 79 years old, and I feel good. The reason I feel good because I know that I know that I know I got a Savior that's indestructible. And if I live in him, walk in him, and I know that he saved me by his blood, I'm an indestructible being because nobody can destroy me and the devil can't destroy me. No, 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 no battle can destroy me because Jesus Christ, when I save you, I will never, I will never, I will never, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Woo! I hope you can get something out of this. Amen. Because sometimes it gets kind of difficult to try to explain it on on the internet. But I'll tell you, you ought to get your Bible out and, and follow these these uh these countries uh and these uh kingdoms over there in Western Europe because that's where the Antichrist is. And now I'm gonna break it down and let you know what country came in as the eleventh horn. The eleventh horn. The horn. Seven point eight billion people on the planet. 7.8 billion people on the planet, and they are under the influence of demons. The demons got majority of the world deceived. Do you hear what I said? Majority of the world is deceived, and I can prove it to you in the word of God. But first, we want to get this your level horn. Where is this level horn? Well, the Bible says that when Daniel saw the eleven horn, he said, I've seen another little horn come up from amongst, among the ten horns. I saw this one little horn that came up among the ten other horns. And here it is in the book. Here it is, 7 and 8, in the book of Daniel, in the book of Daniel. I considered the horns, H-O-R-N-S, and behold, there came up among them, listen, there came up amongst them another little horn, a commas after that, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, here you go, behold, in this horn were eyes, like the eyes of a man, comma, and a mouth speaking great things, a mouth that speaks great things. Modern day terminology, 2023, supersonic age, state of the art, computer and technology, iRobots. We got all that technology that men can track another man. Men can run down another. Men can find out where you at, 
with this modern technology, and that's how the beast is going to work through AI and through com- uh, uh, computer, where it will be be able to transmit information in megabytes and kilobytes and zigabytes, split second information on the individual in in no time at all. And when this little horn come up, and this little horn represent, listen, look, look closer. You can look on your internet. Get your YouTube telephone out and look this up on internet. They got it. They can't hide it. This eleven horn. There's no other than Spain itself, Spanish ancestry, Spanish ancestry, and by being Spanish ancestry, it has a whole lot to do with the return of the Antichrist. Because the Spanish people is the brother of Jewish people. The Spanish people come from the Israelites. The Jews come from Jacob. They are brothers. And when the Jews were scattered over the face of the earth, they went to the four countries of the earth, and Spain was one of the countries that they went through, and they intermingled. And they they married. Spanish married Jews and Jews married Spanish. And you have the Hispanic Jews. The Hispanic Jew is mixed marriage by the Jew, which is Jacob, and by Esau, which is Spanish people. And so now they consider themselves descendants of the royal blood and the throne of David. And so the Antichrist will be part Jew and part Gentile. He will be a Catholic. Yes, indeed. Catholic means universal. And by being a Catholic, that means you have the title of ruling the world through these two entities, which will be Jew and Hispanic, Gentile and Hebrew. And these, this man that's coming on the scene came all the way down from the throne of David unto Esau because Esau was the brother of Jacob. And you remember in the Bible, in the Bible, it's called Jacob's trouble, Jacob's trouble. The Jacob trouble represents the time that Jacob was running from Esau because Jacob had took all his birthright. First, he sold his his inheritance to Jacob. He sold it. Esau come from a battle, and he was so weary, and Jacob was cooking some red beans, and, 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 and Jacob said, if you will give me your birthright, you will give me your inheritance. Guess what? I'll give you some beans. And Esau was so frustrated that he didn't recognize what he had, and he sold his birthright. When he sold his birthright, Jacob took took him. And then his mother, Rebecca, took all his inheritance. He fixed it up that when Jacob was getting ready, when Isaac was getting ready to die, he couldn't see. And his mother told Jacob, we are going to get his inheritance. I want you, I want you to put on this year's woolly furry coat 
I want you to go to your dad and tell him, and I want you to take this venison that I'm going to cook for you. While Esau was gone, Rebekah just schemed up an idea to take Esau's inheritance. And Jacob dressed like he was Esau, and, Jake, and, and Isaac said, you got the boys. You got the voice of Jacob, but you feel like Esau. And he laid his hand. He crossed his hand and laid his hand on Jacob and gave what? He gave inheritance that Esau had and gave it to Jacob. When Jacob found out that he had inherited everything that Esau had, Esau got so mad, he was furious. He got so angry, he said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to hunt you down, and I'm going to wipe out your whole family. And when Jacob found out, he found out that Jacob, that Esau was out to him, Jacob took a run. He ran. He ran until Esau caught up with him. When he caught up with him, Jacob said, all right, y'all go ahead and me. I'm going to stay back. Because I don't want Esau to catch I don't want Esau to catch you and kill you. I want him to kill me. And when Esau saw Jacob, he had four hundred men. Four hundred men against seventy people. And he started running after Jacob and Jacob stood and looked at it. And when he looked at each other, they tell me God intervened. And when God intervened, they both hugged each other and kissed one another and forgave one another. And and, and, and Esau told him, you be blessed. You be blessed. Take your, take your family and everybody, and y'all go this way, and I'll go that way. That was called a period of Jacob's trouble appeared of drink of trouble. So what's going to happen? In the last day, in the last three and one half years of the tribulation period, it's called that again. It's called that again. Well, where is that, Brother Bazaar? Well, Brother Bazaar is going to get it for you from the Word of God. I'm going to go to the 30th chapter of Jeremiah. Let's see what it says. The 30th chapter of Jeremiah reads these words. The 30th chapter of Jeremiah, 30 and 7. 30 and 7 says this. 30th chapter. Here we go. 30 and 7. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. Listen. It says, at last, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. What is Jeremiah talking about? Jeremiah talking about the last three and one half years of the tribulation period, where Israel will be, where the Jews will be in their land, and the nations of the world, the Gentile nations, are going to come up on Jerusalem and try to annihilate the whole Jewish race. Listen to what it says. It says, at last, that great day, at last, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, 
but he shall be saved out of it. That's when Christ will come back at the close of the last three and one half years when he has opened up heaven, he will come back on a white horse. God is going to save Israel at the last three and one half years. He's going to deliver Israel forever. He's going to let them recognize who he is. He is going to stand on the top of the Mount of Olives with the nail prints in his hand, holding them up, and the Jewish nation are going to ask Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the one that suffered and died on Calvary's cross, the one that says, I am that I am. They're going to look at his hand and the nail prints in his hand, and they're going to ask him, where did you get your wound? And he's going to say, from the household of my friends and the Jews' eyes and the scale of unbelief is going to fall from their eyes, and they're going to mourn for 30 days. They're going to cry out, and they're going to praise God, because Israel shall be saved out of the time of Jacob's trouble. That's what Jeremiah was referring to the last three and one half years, because the Antichrist is going to be able, amen, to capture Jerusalem, and he's going. his main aim is to destroy the Jewish nation, but Jesus Christ is going to save them out of it. The 10 European common markets, the 11th horn is Spain. Out of Spain will come who? Here's what's going to come out of Spain. A prince. He's going to be a prince first. And he was a prince. King Felipe was a prince before he became king. When he became king. When did he become king? He became king in 2014. How did he become king? After he had been a prince since 1968 until 2014, because that's when he was born, 1968. He was born in 68, born in Madrid, Spain. His father was named Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos was a, 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 a prince when he started off. And who trained him? Generalissimo Franco. Who was Generalissimo Franco? Generalissimo Franco was a descendant of Esau. He was a Spaniard, and Spaniard was known for their conquering. They were known for conquering. They were known for conquering land. Magellan and all, Vasco da Gama and all them boys, amen, they were known as conquerors. And here Juan Carlos was trained by he was trained by Generalissimo Franco from 1938 until 1948. In 1948, Juan Carlos was about 30 years old, and he was trained by Generalissimo. He was a dictator, and Spain was a weak nation at that time. It was a weak nation because they had been in some wars and, 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 and the land the land was bearing and they, they didn't have too many population. Their food was down. But yet still, they were the weaker horn of all the other horns. And the Bible said the little horn. So it didn't have much emphasis. It didn't have much, uh, 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 what you call it, ego to get up. But after they had become the 11th nation, 
Generalissimo gave the kingdom and told Juan Carlos and told the government, after I'm dead and gone, I want you to put King Juan Carlos on the throne. And Generalissimo reigned and took control of Spain from 1931 to 1975. 1975, Generalissimo Franco died. When he died, he gave it to Juan Carlos. Carlos married Sophia from Greece, I think. And when she married Sophia from Greece, they had two daughters and one son. And that one son was named King Felipe. King Felipe stands at six foot six. He done been in full military. He knows 10, ten, ten, ten uh, foreign languages. And they tell me he is tall. And if the world want to see how handsome he is, get your YouTube and look up King Felipe, the king of Spain, and you will find him. Look a here, look a here. The man is here. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I'm preaching. I'm telling you, this is what the Bible, who talks to me? God reveals this to me. And I've been on it for 58 years, ever since 1965, when the Lord called me to preach, which I was hearing about the Antichrist before I was called to preach in the Baptist church. Those preachers used to preach it back there. Amen. They used to preach that there's a man coming called a man of sin. He's called the son of perdition. He's called the wicked one. He's called the old serpent. He's called the beast. He's called all these names. And there's only 35 names in the Bible given to this here man. But there's 365 names given to Christ. Good God Almighty. And this man right now is King Philippe. Six, six. He's got six letters in his name. He's born in 1968. And from 68 to 2014, he is now the king of Spain. He's been the king of Spain from 2014 until 2023. And now he's behind closed door and the door is cracking. He's getting ready to crack open. Because before this year is over, the world is going to go into a global war. There's going to be a war in Jerusalem, which they're warring already. They're shooting and killing and killing babies and cutting people's head off. And the Bible tells me Israel has somebody to defend herself. And if America don't back up Israel, America's going to be in trouble. Because these are God's people, and they got a job to do before Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. And that is, God said, I'm going to deal with you for the last seven years that I promise you that I will deal with you. I'm going to deal with you by bringing you back into the olive tree and graft you back in because the last seven years before Christ comes back, the Jews are going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Who said so? The Bible says so. What did the Bible say? In the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation. Get it together now. The book of Revelation at the seventh chapter. Seventh chapter. Not the sixth, not the fifth, but the seventh chapter locks in exactly what the Jews are getting ready to do. What are they getting ready to do? They're getting ready to, God is getting ready to open up the door to finish the 483 years that he has already dwelt with them. And he cut them at the cross. He cut them off because they didn't receive him. So now he's going to cut them back in. When he cut them back in, they're going to finish the last seven years, which will make it 490 years that God made a promise 
in the Old Testament that he would deal with the Jewish people for 490 years, and he he getting ready to do that because of 483 years, like I said, they were cut off. So God said, now, since the church won't be here, because the church will be raptured up from this old planet, the born-again believers, the sanctified ones, the ones that have confessed with their mouth and believed with their heart that God raised Jesus Christ from there. Every, every saint from the four corners of the earth are going to be raptured up from every continent, from every island, from every ghetto, for those that know him as a pardon of their sins and confess with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to moment of a twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ will get up out of their grave and dust off this old mortal body and put on a body of immortality. And then you can say that it is written, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And guess where the church is going? The church is getting ready to go to the judgment seat of Christ because everybody that's born is appointed for once for men to die. And after death is a judgment. And after I leave this old planet, and I might not see death, but I'm going to be caught up in the middle of the air. And when I'm caught up in the middle of the air, I'm not going to be going to the grocery store. I'm not going to be going to Walmart. I'm not going to be going to depot. I'm going to the judgment. The saints of God has to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Every saint. You got a hold of this. Every saint, I said. I didn't say every ain't. Because ain't no ain'ts going to be there. Ain't no hypocrites going to be there. Ain't no sinner going to be there. Only the born-again believers washed in the blood are going to be there. So the seventh chapter of Revelation. Let's see what happened in the seventh chapter of Revelation. I'm going to read it for you because I love it. I love this. This is awesome. In the seventh chapter of Revelation, we realize that the church is not here. The church was raptured up in the fourth chapter of Revelation. In the fourth chapter of Revelation, the church was removed from the planet. And as you see the condition of the world today, we ain't got too much longer for the rapture to occur. Because there ain't going to be nothing but civil war. There's going to be killing. There's going to be murder. There's going to be rapes. There's going to be drug addicts. There's going to be more and more and more and more chaos. People coming across the border, taking people's jobs. People going to be fighting. They want to let more come across. Why? Because they don't know. Satan got a plan. I ain't say. I didn't say Biden got a plan. I said Satan got a plan. Let all these people come across the border and rule and rule. Uh, 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 some of the states and take our job so what? They can take America without firing a gun. Without firing a gun. We're headed for another civil war. And some people say, oh, let's be nice to them. Let's let them come on over. No, let them come over, but let them come over legal. Please, let them come over legal. Ain't no way, ain't no way any other country gonna let other Immigrants come in their country and take their people's stuff 
after they don't work for it all these years, got their social security, got everything all set up, and you let people come up and feed them instead of your own? No, they ain't going to last. It's going to end up in a civil war in the United States of America because America won't turn to God. They won't turn to God. They won't repent of their sin because America has sinned. Not only America, but the whole world lies in wickedness. The whole world got to repent. Turn from what? Sin, death, hell, and the grave. Turn from your self-pride. Turn from your lying tongue. Turn from your hypocritical self. Turn to what? Turn to the cross and call out on the name of Jesus. Come on, saints. Come on, going to church is all right, but let me tell you, you got to turn towards the cross. You can go to church every Sunday. You can go to church every Monday. You can go to church every Tuesday, but you got to turn to the cross because without the cross, there's no way of salvation. There's no way of redemption. There's no way of being changed and knowing you've been changed. There's no way but through the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on now. You know I'm telling the truth. Listen to what I'm saying. Jesus Christ gave the church a job, and that is to preach the gospel of grace. And the church has been preaching the gospel of grace for what? 2,000 years. Grace, 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 grace. Undeserved merit, love of God. You deserve to go to hell. I deserve to go to hell. I deserve to burn forever. Why? Because sin cannot come in the presence of God. But Jesus Christ so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Whoa, you're talking about grace. That's why they can sing that song. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now found, blind, but now see. Come on now. And the church age is almost over. If you don't believe me, check the last church in the Bible. It's called Laocidia. It's the hypocritical church. It's a hypocritical church that will lead them right into the tribulation period. It's called the world church. It's called the great whore that sitteth upon the colorful beast. This will come in the middle of the tribulation. But at the beginning of the tribulation, the Antichrist will come. And when he come, God said, I got something for the Antichrist. Yes, I do. What do we have for the Antichrist? Here it is. Look at it. John the Revelator on the island of Patmos, he said, after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. Represent what? The University of God administration holding the four winds of the earth refers to the wind that should not blow. In other words, catastrophe is getting ready to come. And the angels got to hold it back. It's going to come up on the earth. He said, don't let it come up on the earth, nor the sea, nor any tree. And then John said in the second version, I saw an angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Now, this is this is after the tribulation period. At this time, the church is not on earth. The church is at the judgment seat of Christ. I'll be there. Don't you want to be there? Who want to stay in this mess that the world is in now? Who want to stay down here? I don't want to stay down here. I want to be with Jesus Christ. I want to see Jesus Christ. I want to live with Jesus Christ. I want to see the nail prints in his hand. My hope and glory, my my desire, my, my, my goal in life, my goal in life 
the highest goal I ever had. That is to live with Jesus Christ, my creator, my maker, my redeemer, my hope, my joy, lily of the valley, bright and morning star, my bread of heaven, my shepherd. I want to see this man. I want to see God, man. And I saw an angel ascending in from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried. Listen, what are you doing? This angel cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. And the angel said, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. This is not a litter, this is not litter, but rather a token as a sprinkle blood on the lintel protect the house from being destroyed, angel, on the first Passover. That seal represents that blood of Christ. God is going to seal them with his blood before they bring the message. I'm going to seal them. Why? Because I got a seven-year mission for them to do before I come back to the earth. Because when I come and get to church, I'm not coming all the way down. I'm coming on the outskirts of galaxy. I'm coming on the outskirts of the quasars. And I'm going to set up my judgment right there. And I'm going to judge the church. I'm going to judge my body. I'm going to judge every saint that has been washed in the blood because no sinner will be there. No sinner will come to the judgment seat of Christ. No. No sinner won't be there. So if you're a sinner tonight, if you know somebody a sinner, and you want to know if I'm going to be at the judgment seat of Christ? No, you can't be. Why? Because the judgment seat of Christ is not for the sinner. It's for the saints of God, for those that have accepted him. And if you haven't accepted him, you need to accept him tonight. You need to come to Jesus Christ tonight. You need to bow down on your crusty knees. Come on now. You'll sin, bend the knees, and confess with your mouth and bleed with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Otherwise, when the church comes, when Christ comes to get to church, you're going to be left here. And this is what you're going to have to hear Woo! when Jesus Christ comes to get to church. And he said this, fourth verse, and I heard the number of them which were sealed. And they were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of Israel, 12,000 each from each tribe, first fruit of Israel which are included in the first resurrection with all of the Israel coming to Christ at the second coming. Out of each tribe, 12,000, you got 12 tribes. And old John wrote down in the pen, inscribed in God's word. When he inscribed in God's word, he said, of the tribe of Judah, 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad, 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher, 12,000 of the tribe of Nephilim, 12,000 of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000, and he got 144,000. These are Hebrews, these are Jews that's going to preach for the first three and one and a half years. And they're going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. 
They're going to tell the world. They're going to tell the postman. They're going to tell the mailman. They're going to tell the cook. They're going to tell the truck driver. Everybody's going to hear it through Internet. Everybody's going to hear it through YouTube. Everybody's going to hear it through TV, radio. They're going to hear it, the 144,000, and they're going to preach that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. They're going to preach that. They're going to preach, turn from your wicked ways. They're going to turn that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. How long are they going to do this? Three and one half years? Every day? 24-7? 365 times a year? They ain't going to stop. They're going to preach it. They're going to preach it. And they're going to preach it. There won't be no Bible study. There won't be no church going. There won't be nothing. But people are going to hear it, and the world is going to get upset because when they hear this, they know something is getting ready to happen for sure. But I know something getting ready to happen for sure right now when I see all this war getting ready to stir up in the Middle East. And it's going to end up with what? World War III. And who's going to start World War III? In the 38th, 39th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, they tell me Ezekiel saw a country called Gog and Magog, Meshach and Tuba. Well, who are these? These are Russians. 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 Putin is getting ready to what? Make his attack, but not right now. It won't happen until probably the end of this year. Why? Because the Palestinians is trying to get rid of the Jews, and they ain't going to be able to do it. And so when they find out that they can't do it, Russia is going to get an idea or evil thought and believe when they muster up an army beyond any army that ever was mustered up, and that is Gog and Magog, Meshach and Tubal, and five other Confederate nations will come down on the mountain of Israel at the same time, the 144,000 We'll be preaching the gospel of the kingdom, telling the world, get ready. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back and set up the millennial kingdom. And let me tell you, on the January, in January, the 144,000. In February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, for three and one half years, they are going to preach continually the gospel of the kingdom, and the church will not be here. The nation of Israel is not the body of Christ. The nation of Israel is the nation that God used in the Old Testament and which Jesus Christ descended down through 42 generations, suffered and died on Calvary's call. Israel is a nation that God put on this earth through Abraham to represent the true and living God and not all these old pagan gods, all these old sick-looking gods, all these old gods that they worship statues and can't see and can't walk and can't talk. People are worshiping sex. They're worshiping drugs. They're worshiping homosexuality. They're worshiping witchery. worship demons and devils, and yet and still they want to say that they're Christian and they're not Christian and they're going to find out exactly what they are when 144,000 get through whooping. Ooh-wee. You talking about revival, it's going to be a universal world revival through the Jewish people because they got that much power. They got power and they ain't going to back down. No compromising. No compromise. They're going to tell it just like it is. Christ is the Jesus of the Son of God. He is God Almighty. And the world is going to what? 
they're going to see the power of God, and the Holy Spirit will be working like a steam shower, be working like a bulldozer. It'll be removing people. Hey, man, it'll be separating. Ooh, and many people will come. What will happen after these Jews get through preaching what? The gospel again. What's going to happen? What's going to, what effect will it have? Well, we'll go down to the ninth verse. After they get through preaching, this is what the Bible says now. After this, I beheld, lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of what? All nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb. What? Listen. Before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around and about the throne and about the elders and the twenty-four and, and, and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And saying, blessed and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Listen what I'm saying. Listen what I'm saying. Listen, it's 13 verse. And one of the elders, just one of them, answered saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence did they come? And I said unto him, sir, you know. And he said unto me, these are they which came out of great tribulation. These are the tribulation saints that heard the gospel of the kingdom through the Jewish people. And it was so powerful that many people got saved after the rapture here on earth. Many people will receive salvation through the preaching of the Jewish nation around the world, from the coast of Portland, Maine, all the way to the coast of Sacramento, California, down in Alabama, down in the Georgia. Woo, people will be getting saved down in Mexico. They'll be getting saved in Brazil. They'll be getting saved in Africa. They'll be getting saved in Alaska. Woo, people will be coming to Christ just where they at. They will say, blessed is the name of the Lord. And the Bible said, in that day, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. 144,000 do their job. When they do their job, there's a great host of numbers. And many people will come to Jesus Christ after the rapture of the church. And that cannot happen until after the rapture of the church. That cannot happen until the Antichrist will come on the scene. And when the Antichrist come on the scene, King Philippi come on the scene as a man of sin, son of perdition, the wicked one, and he will make a covenant with the Jewish people by selling them. They have permission to rebuild the temple. Rebuild the temple. Get your red heifers. Get your red heifers and burn it. Amen. Mix it with water. Mix it with oil and sanctify the altar. Why? Because the Messiah, this is our Messiah. We are going to worship him. We're going to eliminate 
the animal things were final. Why? Because an antichrist is going to try to take the place of Christ and sit in the temple. That's why the temple must be built, and it must be built so the antichrist can sit in the temple. Who say who gonna sit in what temple? Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Thessalonians. Let's go and talk to Brother Paul and see what he has to say about this temple. This temple is in preparation right now. They're getting this thing together. Why? Because the Jews are saying that our Messiah is coming and we're going to build a temple to offer our sacrifices of animals when the sacrifices of animals is done away with. It is done. It is done. When Christ came up from the grave, it it ripped the veil temporarily from top to bottom, and now the animal sacrifice is done away with. Why? Because Jesus Christ made the ultimate sacrifice. He sacrificed once and for all, and now we don't have to go and get animals. We don't have to go to the priest into the temple. We go straight to Jesus Christ because he is our high priest. And since he's our high priest, we go directly to him to get our sins forgiven. And since we can get our sins forgiven and we receive Jesus Christ right now, if the rapture would happen tomorrow, you are out of here. You are out of here. You'll go through the stratosphere, the honosphere, the zonosphere. You'll go on up past the quasars. You'll go on past Mars, Jupiter, Neptune. You'll go on and on until you hit that spot in which the judgment seat of Christ will be set up. And Christ will judge the church. While down here on earth, the Antichrist will get to a point in the middle of the tribulation. And here's what he's going to do. This is what he says. Chapter Thessalonians 2 and 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. In other words, People falling away from Christianity and falling away from the cross. People don't even, preachers don't even preach the cross no more. People don't go, people don't even go to church to recognize that you're not going to church to get saved. You're going to church to hear about the cross. And if you don't hear nothing about the cross in the house of God, don't never hear nothing about the cross. You're getting up talking about benefits. You're talking about getting money. You're talking about problems you have in your life, and don't mention the cross, that's not the gospel. The gospel is saved, Jesus, and him crucified, and only that. Anything outside of that is no good. You talking about yoga, you talking about voodoo, talking about witchcraft, you talking about Luciferian, you talking about you're talking about Illuminati. You're talking about all these secret societies. Guess what? That's another gospel. That's man-made stuff. But Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen to what it says. It says in that third verse, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come of falling away first. And that man of sin, that Antichrist, is going to what? Be revealed. What? The son of perdition. He is, he is predicted to go to hell. He is predicted. Nobody can change it. He's going to come. This speaks of the Antichrist who must come up on the world scene before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So he will come here, and he will rule and reign for seven years. Fourth verse, who opposes and exalts himself above all that 
is called God. He will exalt himself above all that is called God. In other words, he is going to say that he is God and there is nobody other than him. Or that is worship so that he as God sits in the temple. What temple? The temple refers to the temple that the Jews are getting ready to establish in and in the place of the Dome of the Rock. They are going to reestablish a third temple. They, the third temple is a represent of trying to bring back Judaism. And Judaism is done. Judaism was law. But Christ is grace. And grace always overshadowed the law because the law was made for the ungodly, the wretched, the unbeliever. The law was made for the wicked. But when grace and truth came, it, it, it erased all that wickedness that's in you and gave you the grace of the living God. So now we're not walking after the law. We're walking after the spirit. Because God is a spirit. And those that worship him, those that honor him, those that love him, those that endure, that, 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 that desire to have him, those that obey him, those that worship him, those that are dedicated to him, who must worship him in spirit and in truth? So that he, as God, was sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. God has always had a plan to let Satan dig his own hole. Now, Satan now is showing, is trying to show himself that he is God. Well, where did he get that idea from? Where did he get it from? I'm going to show you where he got it from. I'm going to show you where that rascal got the idea that he is God. And that he can take the place of God. What did he get that ego tripping? That's what he's doing. Ego tripping. The ego tripping because Isaiah said, listen what he said. Isaiah 14 and 12 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? There he is. There's that critter. Before he became the devil, his name is Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? The nations today are weak. The nations against nations, kingdom against kingdom, mama against daddy, daddy against sister. All the nations, the people of the world is turning against themselves. Why? Because Lucifer has weakened the nation. Why? Because he had got an idea in his head and in his mind. What was he going to do? Let's read down a little further. He says, for you have said in your heart, Lucifer said, I will, I will now ascend into heaven and exalt, uh-oh, my throne above the stars of God. In other words, I'm going above the angels. I'm, go, I'm going above God. I'm going to go above his angels. I'm going to be the one in the highest. I will sit upon, also upon the north, I will sit up on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. 
I'm going towards the north. The north is where God's throne at. The north is up. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I, oh, here it is. Listen, I will be like the most high. He said, I will be like the most high. And in the book of Thessalonians, he said, now listen. So that he, as God, sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So here he is on earth in a man saying that he is God. So that I, that I will, that I will, that I will, that he had in Isaiah, he still got it, but he ain't going up. He's going down. He came down out of heaven, and now he's a principal heir. He's going to come to earth, and from earth he's going to the bottomless pit. From the bottomless pit he's going to the lake of fire. So actually he's going down, but here he's talking about I'm, I'm going to sit in the temple, and I'm going to be like God, and I'm going to exalt my throne above God. Well, he, all the time he's talking about I will, he's going down. And anybody that follows Satan and follows his technique, they're going down. And there's a lot of people going down with the devil. They're shaking hands with them. They're laying in bed with them. They're doing everything. But they're going down. They think they're going up. They think they've been successful. They think they got money. They think they got all these cars, all these houses. They got clothes. They, hey, I'm going up. I'm, gonna, I'm going up. I'm going up. I'm at my peak. But at the same time, you're going down. Because the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word abides forever. My Bible tells me, you didn't bring nothing in this world, and you're not going to take nothing out. You come in here stark naked, when you leave, you're going naked. But let me tell you, you don't have to go naked. You might go physically naked, but you don't have to go naked because if you go naked spiritually, you're going to die and go to hell because if you don't know Jesus Christ, you're naked. You're naked. The God can see your sins. And when he sees sins, he back off. Can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't let you come in here. I can't let you sit by my throne. I cannot let you walk the streets of gold. I cannot let you stay and live with me forever because I cannot bear sin. I cannot, I, I, I can't, I can't deal, deal with it. And that's why I came down here and died, crucified, nailed to a piece of timber, lifted up between the heaven and earth, dropped my head and said it is finished, went down in the grave. I didn't have to pack a lunch. I didn't have to call the insurance company. I didn't have to call Omaha. I didn't have to call State Farm. Why? Because I didn't have to call no construction company. Come and pull me out the grave. I came up out the grave on my own because I am, I am that I am. And now he's sitting on the right-hand side of the Father. So be looking on the lookout. Soon as everything gets cleared up a little bit, because they're already trying to clear the place away up to let the people know we're getting ready to rebuild this temple because we cannot, the Antichrist cannot come and sit in the temple until it is constructed. And he will verify that whatever the Jews want to do with the temple, build it. I will sign a covenant with you for seven years, the last seven years. The last seven years, I'm going to make a covenant. And in the middle of that seven years, I'm going to break that covenant. 
When I break that covenant, I'm going to turn into a beast. I'm going to turn into the worst thing that the world has ever faced. I'm going to turn to a dragon. I'm going to be able to slay flesh and eat flesh and destroy the residue of the earth with my iron claws because this last world government will be a full capacity to have power enough to try to control humanity. And he's going to do it through a system that we call in the 13th chapter of Revelation, the mark of the beast. The Antichrist is going to be able to control the religious world. He's going to be able to control the economical world. He's going to be able to control the religious, the economical, and the, the economical world. The religious world is another one. See, I can skip my mind. All right, I tell you, he can, he can control everything in the world. He would have possession of everything in the world. So there's a time coming when he's going to be able to sit in this temple. He's going to sit in this temple, and he's going to control the world through a IA, artificial intelligence. A man-made robot machine that will be able to talk. And he's going to cause all those that's on this earth to have a choice. It's called the mark of the beast. And he's going to deceive all the world. That's what Revelation 13 and 6 says. All the world all the world, all the world will wonder after the beast, meaning majority of the world will believe that this man is Jesus Christ, but he is the beast, he is Satan, because the Antichrist will have a, not an accident, but he will have a assassination will come up on him. Somebody's going to shoot him and kill him with a deadly wound to the head. To the head. 13th chapter of Revelation tells you that. A deadly wound to the head. They're going to practically blow his head off. And he's going to die. He's going to lay in the mark, most likely in Jerusalem. Because that's where Jesus Christ was resurrected on the hill of Golgotha. The Antichrist said, I'm going to do one, but it won't be Golgotha. It'll be a bullet wound. Jesus Christ got nails through his hands and feet, and they whipped him 39 times. They mutilated him, but the only thing they're going to do with me, they're going to kill me. And I'm going to, the only thing I got to suffer is the death. But Jesus Christ suffered under torture, and died by shedding all his blood. This Antichrist ain't going to shed nothing. He's going to die, bam. They're going to shoot him. And he's going to stay dead for three days. Three days he's going to lay in the morgue, dead. 
and it will be televised. All this modern technology that man has now is going to be worldwide. Do hear what I'm saying? Worldwide. Ain't nobody going to miss this. They're going to see, and the world is going to mourn. And, oh, he died. He died. He dead. He shot. He shot. They ain't going to think about nothing about the cross. The Antichrist is not going to go down, go down on the cross and be nailed. He's going to be shot. Three days, he's going to be dead. And about that time, there's going to be a war in heaven. There's going to be a war in heaven. This is what I'm saying. In the 12th chapter of Revelation, there's going to be a war in heaven, and Satan and his angels will be cast out by Michael. And when Satan is cast out by Michael from heaven, let's get it and read it real quick. i got the time to do it. Amen. Uh, we will find, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought against his angel. This is a war in heaven yet to be fought. Because Lucifer is in the heaven. The devil's in the heaven. In the first and second heaven. And prevailed not. Neither was there found any more in heaven. In other words, Satan is coming down here with all that he got. Listen to what he said. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out. So the whole demonic family, demons and devils and Nephilims, are going to be cast out with all their UFOs, vehicles, and all these fine entities that's going across the world, people seeing all kinds of of uh, 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 sightings of these uh, UFOs. These are demons. These are aliens. These are raw, raw spirits. All this witchcraft that's going on, all this voodoo that's going on, all this yoga that's going on, all over the world, people are using, and the devils are using these demons to what? Infiltrate people's mind and heart that they will believe that this Antichrist is Jesus Christ when he is the raw devil. Listen to what he said. All the demons was cast out with them. So when Satan is cast out, his main goal, his main goal is to enter into the body of the Antichrist and reincarnate himself in the flesh, raise the Antichrist from the dead, stand up on his feet, and then he will have to say so, say so, he will tell the world, I am God Almighty. Worship me. And those that do not worship me and receive the mark of the Antichrist will be, will be put to the guillotine. will be put to the guillotine if you don't receive the computer chip in your right hand or in your forehead. The Bible says you will not be able to buy or sell or do any kind 
a circle of business in the world except you receive them all and bow down to the Antichrist. The guillotine will be in America. It will be around the world. And if you don't believe the guillotine will be in America, you ought to check Barack Obama. When Barack Obama was president, he ordered 60,000 guillotines to put them down there in the army bases and wait for the final day. Because Barack Obama is not the Antichrist. No president is the Antichrist. I don't told you who the Antichrist was. And you better believe it because it's in the book. And I better tell it because it's in the book. So this Antichrist, and it's going to get real bloody. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed because a lot of people are going to receive Christ during the tribulation period. My friends, this is the word of God. This is Elder G. Bazaar. I'm not playing. I'm not joking. I'm not playing pinochles. I'm not playing marbles. I'm telling you the truth. You better get ready. You better get ready. Jesus Christ is coming. And guess what? He loves you. He loves you. And he wants to save you. You need him in your heart. You need him in your mind. You need him in your soul. You need him every day. Why? Because time is getting ready to go out. The president, the president election is going to be a chaotic, election. It's going to be hell on earth because Satan is getting ready and he knows the time is short. He knows that the church is getting ready to leave. He knows that. The devil knows it. But church folk don't know it. Preachers don't know it because they ain't preaching it. They preach this old spaghetti loop down gospel ain't mean a hill of beans taking folks to hell on a freight train and, and, and don't want to look back. And when they lift their eyes up in hell, it won't be my fault. It'll be your fault. You better listen to what Pastor Paul said. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Period. And he's coming back to get a church. So you better get ready. Don't worry about this war stopping because it ain't going to stop. It ain't going to stop till the end of millennium. And I can't get into that right now, but I'll explain to that next time. There's going to be war all the way up to 2030. 2030, Armageddon is going to happen. Gog and Magog is getting ready to happen now. But at the end of the tribulation period, it's going to be the Armageddon. And Armageddon means that Christ will return with the saints of God, and they will rule and reign on the earth, and the devil will be put in a bottomless pit and stay there for a thousand years. And I'm going to close right here. But do you know Jesus Christ? I do. I do it in the humblest way. I know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you know him? And I know I know him because I love you out there. I love everybody. And I want everybody to go to heaven, but I know they ain't going to do it. If Jesus Christ came down here, died and rose again, and, 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 and went back to heaven and suffered and died, and folks still don't believe it. So the only thing I can do is hope and pray that you come to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because one thing you don't.